What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Verzi Effect Podcast Show. My name is Paul Verzi, and today is Thursday, April 27th, 2017, and you guys are listening to episode 304. Uh, hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody uh, had a great time in between shows and is doing well uh, in between shows um, and has a less eventful week <laughs> than, uh, than I did for sure. Uh, which I will explain. I'm sure some of you already know what I'm talking about, but um, yeah, it's it's been a crazy week. A um, lot of stuff to talk about on the show. Um, obviously, a big announcement. Actually, two big announcements. So it's uh, it should be good. So uh, yeah, sit back, relax, wherever you may be today. Um, you know, if you're at your in your car, at your cubicle, at your office, wherever you're doing, sit back, relax, and uh, get ready for TVE. Installment number 304. Um, as Of course, as always, the Verzi Effect podcast is sponsored by City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services. Coach Mike, I found out one of my uh, podcast listeners actually, I believe his name is Tim, actually went out and got some training from Coach Mike and said it worked wonders and was phenomenal. So it's amazing to hear that uh, one of my listeners actually did it and reached out to me and said, thanks so much for referring Coach Mike and City Living Dog to me because he was amazing. You could check out City Living Dog um, uh, at citylivingdog.com. You can also, uh, you can also, hold on, I'm sorry, I got a bunch of things I need to close out here. Um, you can also check out all of his amazing, uh, his amazing YouTube clips. You could check out his Facebook Live thing, all of his uh, social media uh, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all that. Uh, Coach Mike and City Living Dog and City Living Dog Services. Check that out. Also, All Things Comedy, everybody. Go to allthingscomedy.com for your favorite best podcasts that are out there. Also, Amazing Comedy Albums, uh, which is attached to their All Things Record label, which I did the Verzi, uh, which I did, um, not the Verzi Effect, uh, Paul Verzi Night at the Stand. Number one on iTunes, number four on Billboard. Never forget it. Not that I, not that I, uh, you know, keep reminding you. Also, um, they're also doing content now. They're gonna have content now, and they're gonna be able to have like a channel and do all that stuff. So please check out All Things Comedy at allthingscomedy.com and follow them on Twitter at All Things Comedy. I I want to thank again new Patreon subscribers. I have new Patreon subscribers who actually heard. The news that I'm about to tell you first. So there you go. There's another. Uh, <laughs> there's another benefit to the Patreon for as low as three dollars a month. You can, um, you can, uh, you know, just get more podcasts, more content, more announcements, more stuff, more stuff like that. Um, you know, always doing at least one extra one a week, sometimes two. Gonna do. I did one today. I'm gonna do a, um, an interview from the green room of Levity Live tonight because I will be at Levity Live tonight at 7.30. If you're listening to this and you want to come out, hopefully this comes out uh, hours before I do Levity Live tonight. Come out to the show. Um, all right, guys, elephant in the room. Um, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna, um, you know, talk to you guys about it, let you guys know what's going on. And, um, it's actually a very positive thing. Some people are kind of coming at it like, man, I'm sad or I'm upset. Um, don't be, believe me, uh, I know exactly what I'm doing and so does my team. Um, unfortunately this week, which has been an absolute crazy conference calls with, uh, you know, uh, agents and then lawyers and managers and production companies and, and all kinds of things like that. And, um, I unfortunately had to walk away from my special. 
Um, it was one of the hardest things I had to do, but it was also something that I had no choice and I had to do it. Um, you know, it's very hard to walk away from something like that when, you know, it's been your dream from when you're, uh, you know, 10, 11, 10 year old little boy watching Eddie Murphy and saying, I want to do that one day and then working yourself up to an opportunity to actually shoot one and have that opportunity, um, six or seven days away, whatever it was, seven, six days away, uh, when all, all the things kind of went haywire. And, um, I looked at it and it was just something that I, that I had to do. Um, there was something that was just something that I just could not accept and something that would have not been right for me or for my family. And, um, I have to, I have an amazing team. I have an amazing team, you know, uh, my team, you know, uh, agent and, and manager and, and, uh, people helping me, and uh, there was there was a multiple people helping and giving advice. You know, my team was with me, my immediate team, but just just everybody was helping me, and it just came down to really doing what made the most sense. And this is what it was. And then, in the midst of this, um, an amazing opportunity came about. Um, you know, I I got an I got something that that people reached out, and I, I'll be honest with you. You know, I don't want to get emotional on this show, um, but the amount of love that I got, you know, I saw so much about this business that was like, wow, you hear about that. You never know if you're going to get to a level to deal with that. But I saw everything. I saw, you know, the good, bad, and the ugly, like I said in my post. I saw everything, um, and the last 48 hours have been just wild. Like, my wife is like, were you literally on the, like, I was on conference calls with, like, you know, amazing agents, but then like all these people and, 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 you know, fucking call my manager 50 times. Just, she's just like, I'm just talking to her about everything and, and just so many things are happening. And, uh, the amount of love and support that I got and something in particular happened that I, I can't talk about here on the show. And, and, you know, but something happened yesterday during a phone call or after a phone call, I should say that really, um, you know, it brought tears to my eyes, the, 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 the amount of love and support from very, very big, powerful people in the business and, 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 you know, at, in, in what we do saying like, you know, supporting me. And then an opportunity fell where it was like, no, we're shooting a special, you know, you're going to shoot a special, we're going to do it here. And now I'm doing a bigger and better special. Um, we're ironing out the details. A date should be coming in the next, uh, you know, in, in, I would say weeks, maybe less. Um, we're working on everything, the venue, where it's going to go. We have people interested, but it's just something that I can't talk about because we're putting it together. I just want to be honest with you guys and let you know that I'm working on a big opportunity here and uh, there's a bit, things are going to be bigger and better. So this was something that had to be done. Uh, it was extremely difficult, but it had to be done. And you know what? I am proud of myself. I am, you know, because... Um, Maybe if I was a younger comedian or if I wasn't as wise or whatever, I would have just, you know, did it. Or if I didn't feel like I had any choices or options, luckily I do. But, you know, I stuck to my guns and I just saw something and I was like, you know, yeah, this is not really what, what's going to be best for me. And, you know, I don't, I don't hold grudges, no hard feelings or whatever. It's just, it is what it is. And this is what I had to do. And there's going to be better things. So I apologize to everybody that, um, you know, just, you know, I know people were excited. And another thing that was overwhelming to me was the amount of people coming out to Brooklyn uh, next Tuesday was just crazy. I had people from all over the place coming. I had people from, I had people flying. 
I did. I had multiple podcast listeners flying in that already reserved tickets and got hotel rooms. So I'm going to, you know, do something when I'm in your town or, or if you're in New York or, you know, I would like to, you know, do something with that. Definitely get you free tickets wherever you're at. Um, I, I would definitely do that for sure. But, you know, I had people coming out, industry, fans, friends, you know, it was cool. I had some celebrities coming out, believe it or not. I had I had people coming out to this that were fans and reached out to me. And I remember telling my wife, I was like, can you believe so-and-so is going to be at my taping? And, you know, NFL player is fucking really nuts. And now it, I just, but at the end of the day, as great as it might have been for that moment in that night in that room with that crowd, that that wasn't that wasn't what I had to look at. I had to look at the big picture, so. Um, it's going to be dope. We're going to do it. It's going to be bigger. It's going to be better. It's, you know, now I'm, I'm actually going to, you know, for the next couple months, go and run it and work on things. And I'm, I'm working on things right now. So, um, sit back, relax, everybody. It's coming and, and we're going to do it. We're going to do it the right way. I'm going to do it on my terms because nobody's going to dictate me or my future at all. And don't let anybody, that's, you know, that'll be, that's the unacceptable for this week. You want the unacceptable for this week? The unacceptable for this week is accepting somebody or or anybody just kind of saying like, well, this is what's going to happen and this is what, you know, or, or accepting anybody who um, ever tries to dictate your worth, you know, and I don't mean an individual or, you know, it's not an individual or a company. It's just anything as a whole that looks at you and says, well, well, we'll do this and do that. And, and just accepting it because as artists, what happens as artists is we're so used to when we're new saying yes. You know, we're so used to saying yes when we're new. That's what it is because you just want to do it. So when I was a newer comedian, yeah, I'll drive three hours for 50 bucks. Fuck it. I'm, I'm paid. I'm, that means I'm a professional, right? You know, I'll drive to fucking, you know, I'll drive into the middle of nowhere all hours of the night in my car to get on stage because I know there's a packed crowd and I just want to test these jokes for no money being taken advantage of, you know, shitting, uh, shitty accommodations, shitty hotels, shitty lodging, you know, treated shitty, not clearly being paid, you know, so much less than you should be. You know, you should be getting paid double, triple, maybe even four or five times more than you're getting paid, but you do it because you're, you're doing it. It's like, that's what you're doing. You're doing your love. And it's like, wait a minute, I'm starting to make progress. I'm starting to see strides here. I'm starting to get, my dream is starting to happen. I'm living my fucking dream. So yeah, take advantage of me. Come on. But then, then something happens. Then you turn a corner. Then you get respect. Then people know what you do. Then people know what you're capable of. Then you get in a room with some of the top people doing what you do and you realize you belong with them. And now your money goes up and now your worth goes up. And now it's time for you to do an hour. It's time for you to do an album. It's time for you to headline the bigger rooms. It's time for you to be in a big theater. It's time for that. And then you get a time to, you know, now we'll shoot something. We'll, we'll do this. We'll do that. And that's when you need to understand what you're worth and what you're doing and at least give it your best, your best step forward. And, and that's, that's what I plan to do. And I hope everybody that planned to come out to Brooklyn comes to this one. This one's going to be bigger and better. Um, we pretty much have a venue in mind. I just don't want to say it right now because I want to finalize it, but I think it's 95% going to be at this venue. And a little hint, if you go back and remember, it's the venue I originally wanted to do when I did this. And it's very close to my home. And it's very close to my heart. And I have an amazing, 
amazing story about this place and this is where I want to do the special and this is where I'm going to do the special. I'm I'm 95% sure. And it is two or three times, it is three times the size of the room in Brooklyn. So it's going to be bigger. And uh, I'm very confident in the people that we're talking to right now and everything, uh, it, it looks like it's a go. So don't worry, it's coming. It's just a little, you know, it was a little bump in the road, but we'll be right back where we were in, in two months. You know, maybe two and a half months, we're figuring that out. So again, I want to apologize for any of the inconvenience. I want to apologize for the planning and all that. But you know what? Fuck a Tuesday night. Let's do this shit on a weekend and let's do it where I wanted to do it. And we're going to do it on my terms. And that's what we're going to do. And then we are going to party after this motherfucker like I have not partied in a long time. Okay? The last time I partied really hard, my wife, my poor wife had to deal with me. I was after Madison Square Garden. I got hammered. And now I'm not drinking. What sucks is, well, here's the good news. What sucks is I wanted people to see how good I was looking because I lost a lot of weight. (laughs) But now I'm going to be hopefully thinner. I'm going to keep doing it keep dieting and, uh, keep eating good. And, you know, I was like, man, I got a week, I got a week and I've just been eating really good. And my clothes, are, everything's fitting better. And I'm like, man, I think I figured this eating thing out and losing weight and everybody trying to make me drink. You want to drink? You want this? Or you want to eat? Or, you know, people with cookies and candy. I'm like, stay the fuck just because you're living your life like that. I'm cleaning up and I feel it and it's good. And I see it on stage in the videotapes and all that. So, because uh, that's one hard thing about doing what I do. You have to see yourself a lot. And you have to watch how you walk and like look at yourself from the side and be like, look at your your fucking fat tits, you piece of shit. And, you know, look at your fucking gut. And then now you look at it from the side, you're like, oh man, it's going down. Okay. All right. This eating not bad stuff does work. Uh, so... Anyway, yeah, I was just talking to my wife before and I was like, some people are looking at this as a bit, this is a great thing, this is a great thing, I'm really excited about it and, and we, you know, and uh, it'll be, it's going to be great and I hope you all come because it's going to be even better, you better fucking come, all of you better come, so um, that's it everybody, that's, uh, that's not the podcast, imagine that, alright, that's it everybody, 14 minutes this week, <laughs> uh, what else? is going on. I'll tell you what. This is the last thing I'll talk about this, man. You know the way they say, like, money shows you, like, money shows you a lot of things. Money shows who your friends are, who your friends aren't, and everything like that. The best part about things like this happening is not only the learning experience, you know, Bill Burr said to me, he said, welcome Welcome to this business, because as you grow, this happens. This is a very, unfortunately, it's a very common thing that happens, and and people either do it and get fucked or, or don't. And he was like, you know, he said, he's like, this is this is what it is. But you really, other than it being a very kind of, you know, experience and, and, and getting educated on, on what can happen in this business, it's, like, it's almost like a course, but you... Um, you really learn who has your best interest and who loves you and who has an agenda and wants something from you. And sometimes those intervene and that's something that you have to look at. Sometimes people do have my best interest and love me, but they also there also is an agenda and that's fine. I mean, I didn't sit down. I mean, these, even anybody who's my manager, who's my agent, who was ever my manager, who was ever my agent or anybody, it's a business. 
But when they believe in you and love you, then it becomes a little more. And you could tell where it's genuine when it's where it, where it's not. And I know right now that I have the best fucking team right now. There's some really great shit going on right now with people and, and with what's going on. And um, it's nice. Because at the end of the day, what I do is going to make people money. And that's it. And they want me to be in the best position in order to do that. And I want to be with the best people in order to make me do that. <laughs> and you find out. But even put putting aside business and representation, also friends and people. And I've learned so much. And I got to tell you something. Comedians are some of the most special, amazing people. The amount of people reaching out going, I got your back. Congratulations, man. I saw what you did. And if you need anything, club owners saying if you need stage time. I had a comedy club in New York City go, hey, uh, you know, I got this room if you need it to run it. Somebody out in Canada, shout out to Josh Williams in Canada. Josh Williams said, hey, Paul, man, thank you so much for showing young comedians an example of what you, you know, of, of, of what they should do. And he said, you know, let me know. I can get you in this club. You just let me know when you want to come back. And it's just amazing. And you see people that really care. And you also see people that don't give a fuck. And that's fine, too. But the nice thing is, the point I'm trying to make is experiences like this let you see everybody. And I know. And I know my family who's reaching out. And I know my family's talking to me, asking me if I'm okay, or even asking me things without asking me. I know they're looking. I know they're looking out to see if I'm okay. And I appreciate it. I'm more than okay. This is a blessing. This is great. And I can't wait for everybody to be there. Okay, I'm done with it. Ready. Here we go. Next thing. Unacceptable. Okay, this blonde cunt. Here's what happened. All right. <laughs> yeah, that's the that's my favorite part about like comedy or talking. In, in my job, I could say whatever I want. So if you, comedy, you could go sentimental into cunt. It's amazing. You could be like, yeah, you got to be around the people that love you. Okay? And it's an emotional thing. And you got to be with people who got... Anyway, this whore. Okay? Down the block. No. So I'm performing last night in Philadelphia. I'm running the set. And I talked about it on the Patreon. So I don't want to do two of the same podcasts, of course. But I, I want to just give you guys a gist. Because the unacceptable over there was pretty much that. This unacceptable was people with your, you know, letting you know and try to dictate your worth. Um, but she was so overly rude. Worst audience member I've ever had to deal with. Literally after getting scolded and everybody clapping and her shutting up and being upset, then she started talking again. It was, it was just brutal, right? But what was acceptable was there was a woman there. So both of these women were in the front. Imagine this. I'm performing. Uh, there was this company. I forgot. There's a company there, a medical company. So it was a lot. You know, there's a lot of doctors. There was doctors and therapists, and you know, a lot of people with a lot of money in the room. Uh, you could tell they were very smart, and 95% of them were amazing audience members. Amazing, great, smart, listening, loving it, getting the jokes, clapping. Everything was good, and it's always good when you have a smart crowd. That's what I love. I love like performing in D.C. I love intelligent people. I love performing for intelligent people because intelligent people are, are just, it's just better. It's just better, you know? People that aren't intelligent are like, yeah, fuck her in the ass, yeah, just fucking throwing a beer on their head. I don't, I don't, you know, like it's, some of those people are fun, but it, that's not what I, I do comedy for. And, and when I was a kid, maybe, you know, when I was at high school parties, yeah. But as you, as you evolve, so should your crowd, I would, I would imagine. So, um, in the front row, there was, uh, some guy there and this girl was all over him. Her hand was like in between his legs. I looked like this guy was getting jerked off during the show. 
And I'm obviously making comments about it and going at them. And I'm like, why don't you guys just stop talking? You know, and I kind of tried. And there was a woman behind her. And she just kept turning to her talking. And I'd be in a story. And I would try to get going. And I'd start getting the crowd going with the story. And everything was going good. And she would just turn around. And i just hear. Like, imagine you're telling a story. Right? Just imagine. Just imagine you're telling a story about being in a hospital. This is what it's like. Okay, you guys know when I do the podcast and you hear Lloyd barking. Yeah, you can't. Ex- you can't. I can't do it. I can't do. It. I can't just say something. So anyway, it was a dark. And then a knife came out. Like you can't do it. So I'm on stage and I'm going. I'm going. Um, I'm telling a story. I forgot. I was just telling a story. I think I was telling a story about blockbuster video, how I miss going to the video store, something like that. And I'm just like, yeah. And you hunted for the movie, and you just hear like, and then there's, yeah, yeah. And I'm just, and I just fucking snapped. And I go, why, why are you being disrespectful? I drove from New York to a fucking benefit. I drove from New York two and a half hours to Philadelphia to do a benefit. Now, granted, I was working out the hour, so I'm getting money, and I was getting a nice pay night last night. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm working. I'm working. I'm making a great night's work worth of money and I'm getting an hour in. So that's, that's great. So it is, it is for me too, but putting yourself in their situation, a comedian, a headliner driving from fucking New York to Philadelphia to do a show and you're in the front row and it's for a benefit for fucking Crohn's disease. All right. And they do in the raffle and all their fucking shit that they do and everything like that. And they're talking about how they all have to shit or whatever. So anyway, I'm sorry. I'm bitter at these people. I'm fucking bitter. So um, I just go, you know how disrespectful you're being right now? And everybody got really quiet and everybody got nervous. And I go, guys, guys, don't worry. I've been doing this for a long time. Don't worry. Okay. What I'm saying is have a little respect. It's like, why would you do that? Like I drove from New York. I'm standing right in front of you and you just back is turned. Do you understand? I'm not trying to be disrespectful. All right. Then you're just a drunk idiot. But you're, it's just stop it. And I looked at the woman. I was like, ma'am, the woman behind her, I don't know you. Just shut your fucking mouth too. Just wait. Can't you assholes wait 15 minutes? And everybody, I, and you know, and I went right into a, a joke. And then I talked about, I was talking about grizzly bears and shit. I'm doing this joke about grizzly bears. And how grizzly bears will kill you when you interrupt it. And it had nothing to do with her. But it happened to be perfect timing and a perfect kind of setup. Because I'm talking about how, like, if a grizzly bear is you step on a twig or a leaf and it, it's fucking eaten, it'll go and kill you and then go back to eating what and doing what it was doing. So my joke is I wish I could do that as a comedian. And she happened to be there, so it kind of fit. But she started taking it, like, really seriously. And I'm going, I, you know, I just go out there and somebody's interrupting me. And I fucking go out there and kill that much. And she's like, unless they come and get you first or something. And then a woman to the left, which was, it was, it was, this is the unaccept, this is the acceptable for the week. The acceptable. Woman goes, no, no, you're just drunk. You're not going to do it. Like, she was just so cool and looked at me and smiled. And, like, and not even that I needed that, but, like, it was basically me against the room after I scolded her. And then I, everybody started laughing again. A couple weird things happened. Uh, I started to go into other jokes, and it was almost that she was so drunk, or then she got engaged in the show again, where she forgot that we had a little issue, and she just went back to being an audience member. She started laughing again. And then I started to talk about my depression, and she got inconsolable. She just started hyperventilating, hysterical crying, and like as I was wrapping up, they had to like walk her, her fiance had to walk her out of the room. And I was like, "What? The, what's?" And they're like, "It's all right, it's all right." And it's like, I want to be like, you know, fucking first of all, fuck this bitch. 
All right, you know how selfish it is? First of all, she's got to talk and be the center of attention. Then at the end, when everybody's paying attention and they're listening to me talk about my depression and the shit that I went through in my life, she starts hysterical crying and needs to be walked out. It's like, fuck you. And then I was done the show and she's out there taking pictures and being the center of attention again. Fuck you. You know, it's just the absolute worst. But that woman in the crowd was so cool, just kind of calling her out. And then after the show, people like, that was great. Sorry I had to deal with that. You know, and you you can't kick them out because it's a fundraiser. It's just, it's a shit show. It's a shit show. Speaking of fundraising and benefits, um, the benefit for my brother-in-law, Kevin, Kevin Lanto, uh, rest his soul. Uh, We will be doing the third annual um, at Levity Live on May 11th. So if you guys were planning out to come to Brooklyn on a Tuesday, come out to Nyack on a um, come out to Nyack on a Thursday night, May 11th. Uh, myself, Sal Vulcano from Impractical Jokers is going to be on the show. Dan Soder from Showtime's Billions is going to be on the show. The hilarious Greg Stone will be hosting the show. We're going to have a couple of special guests pop in. We've had amazing guests pop in before. Pete Davidson from SNL one year. Uh, Marisa Rodriguez, who just did the last shows at Gotham with Gian- uh, Giannis Papas. So it's always an amazing show, an amazing time. So uh, go to levitylive.com and click on their NIAC, the New York location, and check out May 11th, which is a Thursday. Um, it's going to be an amazing show and a lot of fun, and it always is. It's always great. It's always great crowds, and we don't have people talking, and we wouldn't tolerate that. Uh, Lord knows my mother-in-law wouldn't tolerate that. And uh, if there was ever a drunk asshole even around, they would be out. So it's just you're going to get a great night of comedy. You're going to get a great show, so come out to that for sure. Now... Um, I'm at Comedy Juice the other night at Gotham, and uh, it's kind of weird. Like Jerry Seinfeld was on stage before me, and I'm just going no. And then Donnell Rawlings went on, and it's just such a good show. If you guys are in the city on Tuesday nights, check out Comedy Juice at uh, Gotham Comedy Club because it's just like insane comics. It really is. It's awesome. Um, so. Anyway, uh, that was a good time, and I'm just running the hour, and like now I got to work on it more. So, <laughs> you know, until I get this thing done. Um, what else is going? On? I have not seen a movie, guys. I have not seen a movie. Uh, it's just been too much. The movie I've been seeing has been fucking reality, and it's been pretty crazy, good and bad, all in two days. Let's see what you guys have to say for your unacceptables. Uh, okay. Um, let's. See, uh, this is hilarious. People are so funny. When people like when people try to compliment you, people are just so funny. Um, let's see here. I gotta go to unacceptables. That's where you send them to everybody. Unacceptables for TVE at gmail.com. Let's see what we got. Hopefully, we got some good ones today. And then there's going to be, what the fuck you mean? I mean, I got tickets for Tuesday, bitch. <laughs> I, love, I love the people. That, here's, here's, here's the funniest thing. 98% of the people understand and know I'm doing it bigger and better and that, like, I just had to do this. And the other people are like, man, this is bullshit. There's like two or three people that always get mad. I'm hoping not to, not to do that. Um, let's see here. What the fuck? Um, let's see. All right, this one is from uh, Levi. 
This is from Levi. Hey, Verzi, my unacceptable is all these attention whores on Facebook and Twitter that go crazy with the hashtags. It's like they don't know the real purpose of the hashtag in the first place. Uh, ladies, the purpose of the hashtag is to link all related posts in the given social media format uh, to a single word or sting uh, or words preceded to a hashtag. Uh, do these women really think that some other chick is going to use the exact same hashtag in her post. Like, skinny girl with beef curtain needs love to... <laughs> what? <laughs> Sorry, trying to be funny. I don't know, it just made... Hashtag skinny girl... <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. Skinny girls with beef curtains <laughs> need love too. <laughs> need love too. Sorry, that's funny. Uh, trying to be funny. Well, you know what, Levi, it worked. Uh, but I've seen some just ridiculous hashtag girl problems would make more sense and return um, and return more related posts of that nature. All the crazy hashtags just make them look like idiots to all the rest of us smart people out there. Lock them up in a cage uh, made uh, of interlocking metal hashtags. Love the podcast. Uh, here we go. P.S. If you want to watch, uh, if you want a good show to watch, check out Bosch on Amazon. It's a great show about an edgy L.A. cop. All right, that sounds good. Thank you so much. Yeah, like some things that like require a certain amount of hashtags, and I don't like that. It's like, look, I mean, what? Like, why? Ha I get the hashtag is like for people to like kind of get intrigued by it. Like, if you're saying something, and I don't know. It's just, whatever, do one or two and let people read it. Like, I, it's it's silly. It is silly to me. Uh, here we go. Travel Unacceptable from Eric Hermanson. Yo, Paul, great, great podcast. Here's my unacceptable. I'm from Chicago, and I was flying down to Palm Beach, Florida for a week trip. I don't travel much, so when I get to, it's still pretty fun. I'm lucky enough to get uh, the aisle seat, and the two people next to me are two girls, obviously friends. Uh, here is the unacceptable. The plane takes off, uh, takes off, and I'm uh, settling to listen to music on the plane. These fucking chicks start talking so loud, I can hear them through the noise-canceling headphones from the time the wheels leave the ground to the time they hit the ground in Florida. Holy shit. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. I get that you're fucking friends, but fuck me. Take a breath. Read a fucking book. Jam some pretzels down. <laughs> down your bear trap mouths, anything. People who are blatantly loud and obnoxiously where the uh, and obnoxious where the people around them have no escape uh, are unacceptable. Lock these two fucking chirping hens in a coop uh, in, in a desolate barn so nobody else is subject to their constant uh, squawking. Oh, I'm getting a call. Hello? All right, sorry about that. That was my buddy Giannis calling. Uh... All right, thank you. Uh, Eric says, if you uh, ever head to Second City, I'm going to try my best to come and see you. Thanks, Eric. I appreciate that. And, um, yeah, I can't believe your headphones heard that. That means they must have been screaming, and they're probably excited they're going somewhere. But I totally get what you're saying. Absolutely annoying. And uh, did you? And it sounds like you didn't say anything. I wouldn't say anything either, I don't think, on a plane. I don't think I would have. Um, but it's definitely annoying. And thank you so much for the submission. Here we go. Um, Blair 
Unacceptable. Library unacceptable. For once, I'll make this quick. Somebody was talking loudly on the phone in the library, so I told him to shut the hell up. Everybody started to clap a little bit, so I told them to shut up. <laughs> so I told them to shut up, too. That's great. Hashtag acceptable. Oh, thanks for the podcast, Coach. That's hilarious. You're telling people to be quiet, and then everybody claps for you, and you go, no, you shut up, too. What what, what part of be quiet don't you people understand? Uh, hilarious. Absolutely hilarious. Um, thank you, guys. Let's see if we have anything else here. I know I had a Twitter one. Um, let me see here. Um, let's see here. Do I have one? Let's see. Uh, just heard about. No, I thought I did. I'm sorry. I, oh yeah, I, I did. I did. Uh, Rob Toolkit at Rug Wheelie, capital Rug Wheelie, uh, Faneuil Hall restroom, washing my hands. Guy next to me blowing snot onto the counter. It's a bathroom, but come on, hashtag unacceptable. That's gross. Absolutely gross. Um, let me see what else. Um, yep, that's it. So thank you guys so much for, um, thank you guys so much for that. What the hell is my dog doing outside? He's barking. Um, if you guys want to submit your unacceptables to the Verzi Effect podcast, please submit them to unacceptablesfortve at gmail.com. Also tweet me at Paul Verzi. Um, what else? What's going on in sports? The NFL draft is tonight, um, and I gotta be honest, I'm working and don't really give a fuck that much. Uh, I don't. I, you know, the the Giants are good. We'll hopefully go back to the playoffs next year and not drop 17 points in the first half or whatever it was. And um, NBA play Yankees keep winning. Beat the Red Sox last night. They just keep winning. Good team. What else? Um, NBA playoffs. And kudos to. Um, What's his name? Isaiah Thomas of the Celtics losing his sister right before the the thing, the the series, and he's crying his eyes out, and he's just, you know, you could tell. And and they go down 0-2, and then they win the next they win the next three, and now they're winning the series three games to two. I mean, that's just that's just hard, man. Like I, I could not even imagine that. And uh, so uh, you know, I'm interested in seeing what happens with that. But you know, the outcome is still going to be Golden State. I think. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Um, and like I said, no movies. And now I just have to go and uh, get this work in, everybody. Driving like crazy. I feel like I, sh- I could have shot like three documentaries about driving on, like just the, way- the amount of driving that's been going on. Atlantic City and back, Philadelphia and back, New York City every night. Just so many, I mean, I know it's what I do. I know some people, that's what you do. I know it's what I do, but it's just like lately, it's just been about, oh, but I'll tell you what, it's nice in that Lexus, guys. Oh my God. It's amazing in the Lexus. Just driving in my little hotel room. (laughs) All the serious radio, all the serious satellite radio stations. Oh my God. Just heated. Just, I love all the amenities. I like amenities, everybody. You guys know that. I love amenities. Remember, remember when Dodge tried making that car that had like a cooler 
in the uh, I never saw one person with it, and it must have flopped. But I love when cars try to get cute when the engine's not good. They're like, yeah, and they got a cooler. Like I think like the glove box in the middle thing was like a liner cooler where you could put ice and stuff in it. Like that would be the selling point where you'd be like, no, no, I know, I know it's a Dodge. With like a 1.4 liter engine, four cylinder, it could barely get up a hill, dude. But I could put my water in here and it'll stay, it'll stay cold. Oh my God, having a nice car is the... I never had a nice car like this. Like I've always had decent cars, but I never had like, you know, a nice like luxury car. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is incredible. So it's nice, at least if I am commuting, at least I'm doing it in style. You know, I think back to the days where you're like, oh, I got to drive. Now I'm kind of like, all right, I got a long drive. This ain't bad, you know, put on some put on some 90s rock or some hip hop or whatever. And you just, it's great. It's great. My wife loves her uh, satellite radio. Satellite radio, you can't go back. Once you have it, you can't go back. It's everything. It just has everything. It's got sports talk. It's got songs from when you were in high school, when you were in college. It's got, you know, oldies. It's got, you know, top 40 of today. And you could just listen to anything. It's impossible in 2017 to be bored at all. If you're bored in 2017, you are such a high-maintenance, unsatisfied dick. If you have nothing that you like, but the amount of music, the computer that's in your pocket, it's so ridiculous. It really is, what we have access to is amazing. It really is amazing. I was in Starbucks last night in Philadelphia and uh, I was waiting to, you know, I had like an hour and a half before the show. And um, I just, I get my uh, whatever. I got my iced coffee and I'm, you know, just hanging out and I'm doing some emails. And there was a whole bunch of stuff with business stuff yesterday. And just, you know, yesterday was, you know, a hard day and a stressful day. So I'm like, let me drink my coffee and, you know, think about my, you know, uh, you know, my set, my jokes, going over some stuff and just, you know, hanging out. And I just see this guy and he's got headphones on, his laptop out, he's reading something and laughing, and I'm just thinking, you can be anywhere in the world right now, <laughs> anywhere, and as long as you have your devices, you can be occupied and entertained, you know, uh, it's ridiculous, it's so funny to me that we, we need it now, like we never needed it before, and we need it now. The other day, I didn't have my phone. I was searching my house frantically. You would have thought that like like thousands of dollars were missing. Frantically freaking out. And then I got my phone. And the funniest thing is, I just went to the same shit I always go to. All right, check that. Any updates there? All right, check the Twitter. All right, Facebook. Anybody writing something stupid? Is any any war, any bombs dropped? All right, ESPN. What's going on in sports? And it's the same thing. And then I put it down. Where's my phone? Where's my phone? I need my... Holy shit, where's my... All right, scores, highlights. All right, a train derailed in Pennsylvania. That's terrible. Oh, this guy tweeted at me. Oh, <laughs> all right, put it down. All right, where's dinner? All right, we're eating dinner. <laughs> we're eating dinner. Looking at my phone. All right, the meal, it's a little overcooked. What's going on in ESPN? Same thing that happened two minutes and 25 seconds ago. And it's so bad. And I'm trying to make a conscious effort right now to like literally when I'm around my kids, when I'm around my family, put it down. Um, The other night I was like, you know what? I'm going to a restaurant and I'm not taking the phone. And luckily I did take the phone and I had plans that had to be made that night. Had I not taken the phone, I wouldn't have the plans. And I'm like, all right, we need this shit. You do need it. You need it there. 
Because you can't be like back in the day, you could be like, oh my God, there's an emergency. Somebody went to the hospital. Where were you? You're like, what do you mean, where was I? I don't have a pay phone in my house. The landlines broke. You know, it was like always that. Now it's like you had like everything. You just know everything right there. But this guy was happy. He was entertained. He was doing, he was drinking his coffee. He was laughing out loud. He was just sitting there laughing. I'm looking over at him. I'm like, this guy, think about how happy this guy is right now. He's sitting at a Starbucks with his favorite, with his obviously his favorite coffee. He's got his laptop out. He's got his headphones in, and he's looking at something and he's laughing. <laughs> I'm just going. That is the that is like the adult version of a child content in front of a TV, like their favorite cartoon. I gotta stop though. I gotta tell you, and I I really gotta stop this. Uh, I gotta hope my wife doesn't hear this, but I at red lights I pick up my phone. And I think like lately, like I think when you have a lot of things going on, but like lately I've been like, <laughs> you ever just drive somewhere and you realize like you weren't looking at the road at all? Like you're going through emails, you're looking at things and I'm like, oh my God, I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. I'm really not. I make a conscious effort to not do it because it's really, really bad. Seriously bad. Um, so for your Patreon fans uh, or your Patreon subscribers, I'm going to be doing, there's, um, a couple of interesting guests that I have lined up. One's going to be this week. I'm going to do, I'm going to actually do one tonight, I believe. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping we could get it done in the green room. Sometimes it's hard and the employees and the staff don't like it, but they like, you know, they know me and it's like kind of a club, like my, like a home club of mine. So I think I'm going to try to, you know, do it in there. But um, yeah, it's, this guy has been, I did a podcast with him before and I don't want to say who it is, but uh, he's a, a legend He's been doing it for a long time. He used to write for Rodney Dangerfield and stuff. So uh, hopefully, I'm gonna have him on the on the um, the Patreon. And I talk to comedians. It's really interesting how like so many people were in the business in like the early '90s when before I was in high school. Like I'm friends now with comedians that were doing it when I was in seventh grade. Like I'm in seventh grade, focused on like junior high school football you know, what girl liked me and these guys were out in the city doing what I'm doing now and then I'm talking to them now and it's just bizarre to me that it it's uh, it's an amazing thing. When someone's like, oh, when you start? Oh, I started in 92 and you're like, 92? You start and then you just start thinking about everything and you're like, oh my God. Like, I think it was Louis C.K. was like doing it 35 years now. Chappelle, I think 30... Yeah, Chappelle doing this like 30, 30 plus years. Chris Rock started what? He started in the late 80s, early 90s. So you figure, yeah, you're talking like these guys are going on like 35, 40 years of being in comedy. And I'm like, I'm in, you know, and it's just like, holy shit. You don't even think of that because they're just your peer now. You're just like, do, you're on a lineup with them. So there's basically what I'm saying is there's some kid right now in like eighth grade that, you know, well, hopefully I never see that kid because then I don't mean I, I'm where I need to be. <laughs> if I, <laughs> I guess if I see that kid, things aren't going great. If I'm just like, you know, <laughs> hanging out at the stand when I'm like 59, just like, actually, I probably would go to the stand when I'm at any age just to work on material because everybody does that. I mean, everybody does it. But I mean, like, if that's all you're doing, um, that would be that would be pretty sad, you know. Yeah, no, I can't hang out with the grandkids. I can't hang out with the grandkids tonight. I got a, I got a spot. I'm 67. I got a spot. 
you got a 15-minute spot. I can't make that party tomorrow. But uh, you tell everybody Grandpa loves him, all right? I'm working on his new dick joke that I really think has legs. <laughs> Dude, could you imagine if you're 67 just banging out sets, like getting a set list, and be like, yeah, this didn't work this last time. This bitch in the front was talking. <laughs> they, have your, they have your head shot from when you're like 19. Now you're like 72. You're just like, you know. Oh my God. That, was, that would be brutal. Oh my God. I'm getting giddy. Guys, I am fucking tired. I need to sleep for like three days. Um, I'm just still, I'm not over. I'm not over this woman last night. I did something when I was walking after the show. I saw people that were sitting near them. And I'm walking to the parking lot where my car is. And I just want to get in the car and go home. But then I'm saying to myself, I need to ask why she started hysterical crying. I didn't even get to the dark stuff. I was talking about my depression, my OCD a little bit. But then I talk about dark stuff. Thoughts about harming people I love. Thoughts about awful things on the news. Just awful stuff. And I guess... If you talk about that and somebody starts to cry, you're like, all right, it's because I'm talking about dark, weird, crazy stuff and maybe it happened to them. I didn't even get there. I just said I'm depressed. I mean, I was depressed. I was in a dark place. I was in a bad spot. I have OCD and not the OCD that you, you know, that you think about. I don't wash my hands and all that stuff a million times a day. I just have bad thoughts. And like, she just was inconsolable just weeping, crying, and and it's just still bothering me, and I'm like, and then for her to be fine afterwards, and I'm like, did she want, so I, I saw these people across the way, and there was a gay guy with them who was really fucking annoying me, and talking, and just being a fucking, just a judgmental bitch, you know, he, I shouldn't say that, he was alright during it, but like, just talking, these people just couldn't sit and listen, they just had to lean over and whisper. It was just, it was gross. Just drunk idiots that just couldn't, you just, they don't have attention spans. They're dumb. And I, I saw them and I wanted to walk over and go, hey, why was she crying? But I'm like, you know what? It would have just been like, oh, look who it is. Hey guys, look who it is. You know, and like just call the friends over and be like, yeah, you were the comedian that made, yelled at our friend. Well, do you know she's got, and I didn't want to deal with that. So I was like, whatever, but part of me, I just wanted to know because it went from just calm, talking, flirting, looking like she's going to jack off the guy she's sitting with, talking to the woman behind her, being rude. Me saying like, and, and I didn't even get into a joke or I didn't even get into specifics. And she was just, just weeping. Like, oh, 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 like breathing like that. And I'm going, what? She didn't even hear the joke. And then I'm thinking, holy shit, dude, I got a big one coming up. Like, she better watch out because if she's crying over this, this shit's really going to take her over the top. I and mean, I was talking about some really heavy, dark shit. And, and she, and she just, and I just want to know so bad. And I asked the staff and I asked some people and people called me over to their table to talk and say, hey, you know, great job. Sorry that you had to deal with that woman. But the staff was like, no, they won't say anything. They won't say why she was crying. Which lets, is like, it lets me know. Unless she was like in this big, deep depression. And when I brought it up, she thought about it. Unless she had somebody that was depressed that might have harmed themselves. I don't know. But then she was like fine afterwards and like taking pictures and jumping around. So isn't that fucking weird? Oh my God. It's oh, I'm, I'm not trying to be a dick. It's always women. It's always fucking women. And I don't hate women. I think women are awesome. I'm not trying to do that. 
<clears throat> but it's why? Why for the most part? I mean, some women are just so cool and get it. So I'm not trying to put you all in that. I would not do that. But the ones, it seems like the, the bad apples are women in a comedy show. There needs to be a documentary done about it. There's never been, you know, sometimes a guy will stand up sticking up for, uh, if a guy, if somebody goes at a guy hard or if somebody goes at a woman hard, the guy stands up and says something, there could be a problem. But with a guy, it's almost like a fight, like outside or F you. There's been a couple times. But with the woman, it's just like, nah, you can't say that because she did it. No, no, no. I'm not going to take it. I'm not. And it's just, it's always, it's just like, how I'm telling you, I think I came up with the greatest invention ever or the greatest idea ever of a hiring, not an invention. Female bodyguards need to be everywhere. There needs to be a female doorman and a doorman. You guys want equal rights? Okay. Women want equal rights. You get a female doorman. You get a male doorman. Who's ever acting up, the other one looks at him and gives him the nod. And then you take the bitch out. You know, you just get one of those butchy bitches out there that, you know, that could throw down. And <laughs> and that's it. Instead of, you know, because a guy can't get off of me. You don't you. You can't touch it. They start kicking. It's a mess. Get a chick walking over to her. Just pick her up by her throat. It would be entertaining and it would get the job done. I don't understand why there's not enough female security, female bodyguards. I'm telling you, if I ever get to the point in my career where I need a bodyguard, I'm having two. I'm going to have a butchy guy and a butchy wife. It's going to be butch and butch. <laughs> and that's it. And and if, if, if a female acts up or says something, take her out, butch. <laughs> and that's it. It's It's got to stop because there's this thing where it's like, well, what is he going to do? He can't do anything. And then if somebody's like, excuse me, ma'am, can you please get up and leave? And like they even lightly touch the arm, like, excuse me, just like a tap. Don't touch me. Okay, fine. Cheryl, get in here. And Cheryl comes in. It's perfect. It's perfect. The first time I thought about this was when Jay-Z got kicked by uh, Beyonce's sister. And she started kicking, kicking. And the big, huge bodyguard in there just kind of held him back. You know, but if he had the other one, the other one just put her just put her to sleep. Drag her out like Ray Rice drags his wife out just by the ankles. Um, and she could because she's a woman. So it wouldn't be, it, it's not domestic. It's not, what's it called? It's not abusive. How unbelievable would that be if you just saw two women fighting in an elevator, one woman just knocked the other woman out, and then you saw the fight, <laughs> you, saw the, you saw the surveillance, and she just dragged her out by like a, pick, uh, like a pink pump <laughs> and by the ankles. Oh my God, it would be epic. It would be just, oh, it would be epic. Um, but yeah, every time it's just, every time it's a woman and then they play the victim, and I, I hate it. I really hate it. One comedian said 98% of hecklers are female. And I got to be honest, I'm thinking of all the years I've done in all the shows, and it is. Why is that? So ladies, I'm calling on you to when you're in a show, if you see it from a woman, just do what that woman did with me last night. Just go, can you just stop it, please? You're being rude. Why does it always have to be the comic? I don't understand why the comic has to be the one. And crowds just get, t you know, and I understand. I guess I should say I understand because they're like, oh, listen, we came for a show. We don't want things to be weird. Let's just, you know, hope it goes away. But then there are people who go, listen, you know what, too? If you're at a comedy show and people are talking, you should get up and talk to the people that work there and say, listen, I paid good money for this and I didn't pay to hear that. Because sometimes the comic has to say that to make everybody clap. I mean, I'll do it, but it's just annoying. It's just getting to the point where it's annoying. 
and I don't want that to happen, especially to the shows that I'm going to. I have amazing shows coming up, everybody. Amazing shows. I'll be at, um, I said I don't have, I don't have a movie. Um, I will be, guys, May 19th, 20th, and 21st. I will be at the Punchline in Atlanta. Please come out to the Punchline in Atlanta. Great city, great club. I always have a great time. Um, please come out to those shows. It's going to be awesome. And, uh, you know, I'm going to be running the hour now for a little longer. So come out and check that out. Um, where else am I going to be? I got, uh, I just got booked somewhere else. You know what? It's, um, a Canada might be coming up. That's right. I'm looking at, uh, Canada, Toronto or something, but I don't exactly know when that's going to be. Uh, so for any updates and all, you know, other shows, please go to paulverzi.com. That's paulverzi.com and check out the shows page. You can see all the, uh, all the upcoming shows, but definitely get your tickets for, um, get your tickets for that. And please get your tickets for May 11th, Levity Live, guys. May 11th, the benefit for my late brother-in-law, um, helping to, uh, for Kevin's web. And we're helping to, um, you know, we're helping to, to put the word out there on, on opiates and, and heroin addiction and, and really just try to help these kids. It's a big, big problem. People are dying at unbelievably high rates. The numbers are astronomical of, of the people that are dying from overdoses of heroin because it's just ridiculously strong and available and it's bad and it needs to stop. So um, please, it's a great cause. You're going to see an amazing lineup. Um, myself, Greg Stone, Dan Soder, uh, who's on uh, Billions on Showtime. You're going to see Sal Vacano from Impractical Jokers is going to be there. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be some special guests popping in. Uh, it's going to be a really, really good time. That is on May uh, 11th. So please check out those shows. And if you're in Atlanta, come on, Atlanta, come out. You know, we had a good time last time. It's going to be better this time, the 19th through the 21st. Get your tickets. And um, again, I want to thank everybody for your support uh, with everything going on with the special. And I hope you guys all make the next one. You'll be updated with what's uh, with uh, with all the details. And it's going to be awesome. And I hope you guys can make that too. Again, I apologize for any of the travel and all that stuff that you guys had to deal with and shit. I really, I didn't, uh, I, I didn't plan for it, but I had to do what I had to do. So uh, this has been 304, guys. Thank you so much. Tell the women in the crowds to shut the fuck up at comedy shows. Uh, good luck with everything. You guys are going to get another Patreon this week. Uh, take care. Until 305, I'm out of here, everybody. Take care.